When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've got boogie nights out in Oakland. Can anybody even come close to the Warriors? Who is controlling the post-LeBron Lakers moves? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the another emergency podcast live show Dave Dufour NBA uh, show we have for you a huge bomb just got dropped on us we were wondering why it was so quiet up in Oakland and the reason is because they just signed DeMarcus Cousins Dave uh, I'll give you the first reaction to uh, this news Uh, this is insane and I just want to point out uh, Boogie Boogie signing for 5.3 he's signing for the taxpayers mid-level exception um the, the Pelicans decided to move on from Boogie when they signed Julius Randle, apparently. And the Lakers didn't offer Boogie enough to for him to want to come there. And so he decided he wanted to go to a winning situation. I think it's a good decision for Boogie. You know, uh, he's coming off a, a, a devastating injury that Achilles. We've seen guys try to come back, and they've not really been successful historically. This gives him a chance he can kind of ease himself back in. And for the Warriors... If Boogie comes back and he's 70% of the player that Boogie Cousins can be at 5.3 million, that's, I mean, it's a steal. Mm-hmm. And you've upgraded, you know, basically their biggest position of, you know, where they were weak. They were starting Zaza, Julia, JaVale McGee. Um, so it's obviously a great signing for the Warriors. Uh, but I like it for Boogie too. You know, he gets to go win a ring and, uh, you know, take his time coming back. Doesn't have to rush and probably makes himself some money. There's going to be a lot more money on the market next year. Well, what I find interesting is that um, a lot of people thought, oh, Boogie, he'll be back by the beginning of the year, uh, by the beginning of the season. And I kept saying, like, no, he's not going to be back. And then I did see a thing. Now that he's committed to playing for the Warriors, it came out, I think it was pretty official, that he won't play until about January 1st, which is exactly what. It's at least a year from the time he got a hurt till he gets back. And then even then, he's not going to be 100%. So the interesting question we have here, before we even get to try and think, figure out what it's going to look like on the court when he's out there, is what do the Warriors do? is a stopgap measure in between the start of the season and when he does even get back on the floor. So uh, I guess we have some more Zaza until that happens? Well, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be Zaza. It could be, it could be Kevon Looney. It could be Jordan Bell. It could be Damon Jones. They might just feel like for the first few months of the season, yeah. they can run those guys out there. And, and remember, every year there are centers on the buyout market. Tyson Chandler, you know, made it this year. Uh, so, that you know, if, if Boogie doesn't quite come back or you know if he comes back and he's ineffective they'll always be able to go out and find someone um you know this is this is the kind of the benefit of being such a great team and and having a great foreign office is you know there's no there's no shortage of uh of bodies that you could plug in and, and make work yeah, we all know who they want to play in the playoffs anyway uh, right now I'm, I'm trying to check out Kevon Looney he is under contract I guess for another let's see here no 
No, he's a restricted free agent. Okay, so they can match. Well, right, somebody could really come up the works and offer him a lot of money to force the the Warriors to you know maybe not sign him because he was really good and he was you know developing to a guy that they could rely on as a starter uh, for a long stretch of time. That that would have made it like almost is it almost unfair that they can plug these guys in and they perform really well exactly the way they need them to. I don't know. I mean, is it unfair that they've got a good system and, you know, that they drafted well? And I, I just, you know, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm unbothered by it. I think, you know, this is a case of the rich getting richer, but the reason that they got rich was, you know, because they were smart. They drafted well. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they hired a good coach. They, you know, they did everything right. And, right. and, you know, this is how you get guys like KD to come and, and sign for, with your team and give up money and give up prestige of, you know, kind of being the man on you on your own team and this is how you get guys like boogie to, to say you know what I'll, I'll do this for a year while i'm coming back from injury like i get it there's a lot of people who are really upset um and, and i think most of them are lakers fans because this right. really took took the wind out of the lebron james signing well, the wind out of their sales. Well, there's a lot more that took the wind out of their sales after the LeBron signing, which we're going to get to in a minute. But let's finish the the boogies focus here. So, uh, and again, by the way, like a guy like Kevon Looney, because he had uh, hip surgery and he didn't play a lot. He was, you know, kind of you know winding on the bench. On a different, on the Kings, could have been a bust. He could have right ultimately not never panned out on a lot of different teams. So it's the same kind of thing where like the culture they've created and the way they've kept them. You know, Nick Young, even guys like that who easily could have been malcontent because they didn't play very much. Uh, but, like, Steve Kerr, you know, kept letting him know, like, there's going to be a time. And then, you know, it, by the way, it's easy to say that to somebody. Don't worry. At some point, we're going to really need you and you're going to come through. And it's easy to say that it never happens. And you're, then you really look like a schmuck. But um, look what, like, you know, look, they threw Nick Young out there in the in the finals. And he did nicely for them. And they and they swept. So uh, a real big testament to what's happening in, in the, with the Warriors. And the question then is, is how they're building this, which is a stark contrast to Cleveland. How they're building this seems to me that they can extend this run for a long time, much longer than whatever Cleveland was is, did, obviously, when now that LeBron is gone. Right. I mean, they're starting. They're, they're, their starting point is a little bit better than what Cleveland had. You know, Cleveland's starting point was LeBron, Kyrie, and then, the, you know, the it sort of fell apart, you know, relationship side from there. Um, I think maybe they just don't have the egos, or at least they do a better job of managing the egos, right? And, and that's half the battle, you know, in this whole thing is Steve Kerr has done such a good job of fighting off the disease of me in the locker room, mm-hmm. you know, and, and having a star player like Steph Curry, who you know he really is only concerned with winning. He's not. He doesn't really care about selling shoes or any of these other things. Clay Thompson, possibly the most uh, low maintenance star player we have ever had in the league. Right. Draymond Green, another guy who his ego is all about the team. You know, I think a lot of people misconstrue. You know, I mean, he's obviously a fiery guy, and he can. You know, you can you can get him kind of bent out of shape. But at the same time, like I mean, he's the ultimate teammate and is well liked and loved in the locker room and things like that. So. Um, you know, I, I think that this, again, this is organizational success, and this was not an accident. It's on purpose. So, Well, what, do you, uh, what Boogie, do you make of what David West said then? You know, we talked about it, like, when it came out. It's uh, not a thing. He, like, he was literally just trolling the media. Okay. It's not a thing. Well, we know it was a thing. Like Steve Kerr acknowledged that he, he, it took him a while to, to figure out what he was. So he, he's talking about something, right? I get when you say it's not a thing. I guess you mean it's like nothing consequential, right? right. Yeah, I mean it was not like yeah, it was not like a 
Well, because when you say trolling, it almost seems like he's making it up. He's not making it up. It's just he's trying to make it bigger than it was. I think that's what we're Maybe. saying. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, because, you know, you're bringing now Boogie into the equation. I've seen Boogie in practices, and that ain't real fun, uh, you know, a lot of the time. So that, that has to be a concern, but I suppose it's not as, you know, like we said, for the reasons we just described as far as the culture there, uh, I would imagine maybe it's not as much of a concern. I would hope not. Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be fine. And, and, again, Boogie is, you know, he's well-liked. It's going to be – I just hope he's healthy when he comes back. Right. Well, again, 70% of Boogie is still better than just about every other center in the league. And it's kind of crazy. So let's look at this. They have the, probably the greatest, you know, one of the greatest point guards of all time, Hall of Famer. One of the greatest small forwards of all time, Hall of Famer. Uh, they're adding, you know, uh, uh, you know, the best center in the league, right? That's pretty much where we are with Boogie uh, before he went down, right? Ooh. No, I don't think he's the best center in the league, but one of the, one of the few best, one of the five best or something like that, for sure. Oh, um, well, who would you put in front of Boogie? Uh, you know, remember the guy. Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis. Uh, we're going to put Anthony Davis. All right, because to me, Anthony Davis doesn't play the same position, but okay. Um, Embiid, yeah, I suppose he's he's there. I mean, it's close, though. I mean, we've, you know, let's not forget that Boogie is, you know, what he can do when he's out there, right? It's pretty crazy. Yeah, and he, he's great when he's fully engaged. And I, that's that's the other thing is, I think we're going to see Boogie come back and be in the best shape of his career and be fully engaged in a winning environment. It's right. going to be fun. I, I'm looking forward to it. I love to watch Boogie Cousins play basketball. He was playing some of the best basketball of his career when he got hurt. Um, you could really tell like he was enjoying I mean, he was just hustling all over the place. Even in that game where he got hurt, like right the play right before, like he had like dove out of bounds to save a ball and then hustled back. You know, it, it was... It's it was such a bummer to watch him get hurt, and so now I'm I'm really looking forward to him being in an environment like Golden State, mm -hmm. and you know maybe we'll get lucky and he'll just stay there, and and then we'll get this uh, the 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 full dynasty that everyone thinks we're gonna get. Right, I just don't know how how they ever. You know, Clay's contract's coming up. Draymond's contract's coming up. You know, then I, I, how would they, how they do that? I have no idea. But I guess you know they they're smart up there. They could something right. Could they possibly figure it out, or they, or they simply have to pay the tax? Pay a lot in luxury tax or let some people go. I mean, I still think that there is, a, you know, yeah. there's a chance KD's leaving next summer. So, oh um, really? I would. I'm tell, I think it's like Clay or Draymond first. I feel like they're the first I, two who are going to leave. I think. I think KD. There. You know, there's a lot of smoke there. Is there? Let's just put it that way. Yeah, there's a ton to yeah. go. I think home? New York is a real possibility. Really interesting. Okay, interesting. Well, okay, you heard it here first, folks. Interesting question. Uh, w1 Charlotte has. Do you think? Do you give the Celtics or any other East team any chance against the Warriors in the finals? I don't give anybody a chance. Right. Not at all. No, no. I mean, what if if Boogie doesn't? All right. Assuming Boogie comes back, even if Boogie doesn't come back, they there have to be the prohibitive favorites either way, right? For the East. Yeah, I, I think they're the favorites. I, I do think that without a guy like Boogie. They're, you know, I would take the field over the Warriors. Mm -hmm. I think the field is more likely to win, you know, just because, again, like you have that fatigue of, right. you know, doing it again. We, we heard Kerr talk about it, how hard it is to motivate him and stuff like that. Um, right. Yeah. So, but now, like, if Boogie comes back and, you know, he's motivated, they've got LeBron in LA, that's another motivator. Um, yeah. I think uh, we could see them go 16 and 0 in the playoffs. If you're anything like me, then you're all too familiar with crushing credit card debt at outrageous interest rates. 
I try to just put it out of my mind and make whatever payments I can and ignore the fact that I might never finish paying it off. But that can all change now. Lightstream allows you to lower that interest rate and consolidate your debt so you can finally get a handle on your finances. If you have good credit, you can get a credit card consolidation loan anywhere from $5,000 to $100,000 at a 5.89% APR with AutoPay. Better yet, if you go to lightstream.com breakdown, you'll get an additional interest rate discount, all with no fees. The only way to get this discount is to visit lightstream.com slash breakdown. So lift the burden of debt off your shoulders, get some breathing room, and visit Lightstream today. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com for more information. Now, the biggest loser uh, so far, uh, listen, I don't even want to jump around yet because I want to stay focused, but uh, it seems like Philly, you know, right now, they're, they're on the precipice of like maybe getting Kawhi, maybe not. It sounds like they're, maybe nothing's going to happen. They're going to they're gonna have to run it back with the same team. Yeah, but if they run it back with the same team, you know, they're going to get improvement out of guys like Simmons and Embiid and Fultz is going to be a contributor this year. Uh, I, I like Zaire Smith a lot. I don't know. If he'll break the rotation, but you know, if he does, that's that's another really good athlete. They brought back JJ Redick. Um, oh, they you know, did I, remind me. What did they get him for? Uh, it's like somewhere between twelve and thirteen million for the year. So okay, uh, got him back on a good, good deal. You know, they they overpaid last year so that they could make sure they brought him back. So, so yeah, I, I mean, I like where they are. You know, I still think that it's it's kind of Philly and Boston and Toronto, and then the rest of the East is just you know ugh. Right. Well, let's talk. About I don't know that the rest of the East, the rest of the East might not make. Right. They might not make the uh, the tournament in March, the college right. tournament well, in March. Indiana's making some moves too, so let's not completely sleep on them. Let's look at uh, the notion of what Boogie would be like on the court for a second, because I'm thinking in their offense, obviously they can do a lot of great things out of the high post and all the movement around him. You know, Boogie could get assist after assist on that because he, he at least he used to really be a good passer uh, out of that position and then step out to the three point line and shoot there. Uh, I, I think that would be uh, you get some sort of globetrotter feel to the, what they what they do if he plays. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's got great hands, great touch. Love him facilitating at the elbow. I, I I'm right there with you. I think he's gonna he's gonna be able to grab and go quite a bit. And, and then with all those shooters off of him, you know, we're gonna see him have open lanes to the basket going coast to coast, and, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Again, this is all. <laughs> All about if he can come back and be healthy, and right. you know that's a huge question mark. So um, we should all temper our expectations, but but hope that he comes back and he's healthy. right. And by the way, the, the the most common play they run is the low post split. That's so they can throw it down to him and have Clay and Curry split off of him in front. There's not going to be a lot of help, uh, and either he can hand off or pass for threes and get assists, or then go to work with a lot of room. So we might get back to you know seeing some really traditional post up stuff, and maybe even get a guy that's going to get to like 1.2 points per possession on a post up back like they used to do it in uh, in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, I mean the the other thing is it's gonna it's gonna keep Draymond from having to play big minutes at center before it matters, and instead of being their fastball, it it's gonna be their changeup like it used to be. So I think that that's that's one of the bigger things. It's gonna save Draymond. You know, um, he was banged up quite a bit last year, was kind of out of shape because of the injuries and stuff like that, 
and uh, you know this is going to help him quite a bit. For sure. Well, let's pivot a little bit to talk about what's going on with the Lakers because was it yesterday? Was that when we were just yeah. talking? We just had the Mercy Pod yeah. yesterday. Now we're back to talk about the after LeBron. So we already went through the whole LeBron thing, and we were really kind of wondering what the next shoe was going to drop. And there was no question that everyone was shocked, to say the least. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things going on here. So the Paul George thing, he knew that LeBron was going to the Lakers and decided not to go there. And we have an issue with his agent, Aaron Mintz, who uh, had had issues with the Lakers in the past, and there seems to be some animosity there. Um, now, one of the first signings we had was KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Uh, is it a coincidence that his agent is Clutch Sports, the same management team that uh, is LeBron's management team? No, I don't think that's a coincidence at all. But again, let's not act like KCP is a bad player. I think he's fine, and I think you know they they definitely overpaid him last year. Mm-hmm. But the twelve million for this year, it, that's that's about what he should make. You know, that's starter money. He's a starter, and he's a good defender. As we talked about last night, he's going to hit threes. He's probably going to have more open threes this year, so maybe he shoots even better. Okay, all right, fair enough. There we go. And also, uh, yeah. So then we have um, the next signing, Javale McGee. So JaVale did very nicely in the playoffs in the finals particularly. He didn't really play much before that against Houston. So um, they're bringing in a guy who, you know, in fits and spurts can do some things. Uh, are they expecting him to be a 28-minute-per-game starter? I don't think so. I would guess somewhere at 18 to 20. Okay. Um, I don't know what their plan is. Again, I think their assumption was they were going to sign Boogie. I really do think that that was how they've been operating you know, for the last couple of days. I don't know how much the Rondo signing had to do with that. You know, did they sign Rondo thinking, okay, and then we'll bring in Boogie? I don't wow. know. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I mean, do we know anything about Rondo and Boogie being like best buddies? Yeah, they're, they're, they're buddies. They got along in Sacramento. They got along in New Orleans, you know. All right. So I, I you know, I, I just think, uh, right. This happened I don't know. before. Wait, what happens? Another team did this and got screwed, right? They signed somebody. Well, oh my it was God. A player. It was Baron Davis and, uh, who was it? It was with the Clippers, right? Eh, I'm thinking probably more recent, something about that. Um, but anyway, like oh, it, oh, Tyson Chandler. They signed Tyson Chandler, thinking they were going to get Lamarcus, Lamarcus Aldridge. The oh, Suns. the Suns. Yeah, right. That was that didn't go over well. So that's a good one. That that's a really bad deal for them. But they're they're on their way. Um, okay, so they signed uh, Javale. So you know maybe he gets his six minute run and six minute run in the first and second whatever. Um, you know, not a terrible thing. I, I got to think, did they overpay him on that one? Who's that? JaVale? JaVale? Oh, no. No, no, no. It's a good contract for JaVale. What are they paying? Yeah. A one-year? 2.4 or something like that? Oh, yeah. my okay. light fell. Sorry. Um, hey. I think 2.4 2. is what they paid him. Okay. Um, something like that. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it's not It's not terrible. Yeah, veterans terrible minimum. So, him. yeah, so that's fine. Okay. So now we move on to the next signing, which, uh, wait, I'm not even sure the order now if it's Rondo or uh, we didn't mention Rondo. So let's talk about him first. Um, so they bring in Rondo, but yeah, maybe it was you know to try and lure Boogie over there because Boogie took very little money uh, comparatively. That but that said, we're all kind of pretending that he doesn't have this horrible career-threatening injury that he might not come back from. But still, uh, wasn't that a little bit of a, uh, a, a low deal for someone like Boogie to take? Well, I mean, if you think about it as a, a one-year kind of make good, yeah, signing by him, it's not a bad idea. And, and then again, he'll be right back on the market next year. There'll be more money available. Uh, he'll probably have a championship. You know, it's okay. It is a good bet on himself, is the way I'll put it. Um, you know, but again, the Pelicans could have signed, could have re-signed Boogie. 
Right. The the uh, the Lakers probably could have uh, signed Boogie if they you know offered enough. Yeah. And they chose to go other ways. Interestingly, and, well, AD like two days ago had been saying how much he enjoyed playing with Boogie and how much he wanted them to to bring him back. And then all of a sudden we find out that he's been recruiting Julius Randle um, away from the Lakers for this whole time, right? Like that was interesting to me too because it doesn't seem like you can have both of those positions at the same time, right? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know what that means if AD was just sort of just saying what he thought people needed to hear to the public, but it was really just like, we don't want, and I don't blame him, by the way, for, this, for the reason that we don't think he's, he might not come back. And to bring in Julius Randle, um, should we quickly jump there for a second? Randle, Miritich, AD, front court, Drew Holiday. And, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, you're not playing Randle, AD, and Miritich all at the same time. You know, I, I think Randall probably comes off the bench, and, and he could play with Miritich, and he could play with AD, but I don't think he can play all three of them together. Please don't play all three of them oh, together. Oh, hey, let's find out, man. Let's see what happens. No, Roll that we've ball seen what We've seen what happens when Miritich plays the three. It is not pretty. Um, <laughs> I, I just – it is not pretty. He, he gets abused on the defensive end. So, um, you know, I think that uh, – Randall coming off the bench. They got him on a good contract. It's a two-year deal worth $18 million. He has a player option, so he'll opt out next summer, and he'll make more money. Again, this is another guy betting on himself rather than locking in that guaranteed money because, you know, I, I, I like this kind of stuff, man. I think fortune favors the bold uh, a lot in these situations. And Randall's a good player. I think he, he, he showed last year that he's, you know, he's improving. He works hard. He got himself in the best shape of his life. I mean, he's young, but still got himself in the best shape of his life. So, uh, obviously he's committed. He's there. Uh, let's see, you know, I'd be interested to see how it goes. I, I don't, I don't love the fit completely, but it'll be fun. It, it'll at least be interesting. Right. Yeah. I, I think that there's something there. And I think Randall proved a lot this past year. Um, now let's go back over to the Lakers because let's just kind of fold into the, the last little deal they did here as far as bringing in Lance Stevenson. Now, first of all, Rajon Rondo, uh, they gave him $9 million for a one-year contract. Okay. I and mean, again, Rajon Rondo is definitely a starter as well. So that's, that's certainly, you know, probably low for a decent starter in the league for at that position. But they bring in Lance as well. Now, can you give me any explanation, insight into why they would have done this? Um, no. No. Because anyone, they, have you seen anybody do, uh, provide you a plausible idea for why they did this? No. No, and, and the the truth is, uh, I don't think Lance is a bad player at all. But for the mid level exception, they could have gotten a better guy, and and it's just kind of a weird signing, especially on day one. You know, like that's that's the kind of contract you should maybe you have to give that out. You know, July tenth, right? But there's there were still guys available. You know, Avery Bradley won't return your phone call. You know, like I, I just some of this stuff has just been weird. And I don't, I don't know. And maybe they've got some sort of master plan. Uh, I'm just not sure what it is. I, like, it, honestly, it's a little bit confusing. Again, signing Javale day one. I, mm-hmm. You couldn't, you couldn't wait a few days. I mean, unless you really felt like Javale was that important. Um, you know, I think centers, backup centers like Javale. Uh, they are easy to come by. You know, we, we talk all the time. There's no market for centers in the league. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I just, I don't know. Some of these have been really confusing moves. You know, interestingly enough, someone in the, in the chat asks us, asks us uh, boy, if I can find it, I'll give them a shout out. Uh, how is this different? Or, you know, and this is a little bit different, but like, how could they have 
cancel the Lakers deal for CP3 for basketball reasons back in the day and let all these other ones go? Oh, that, I, you know, and that's Ozymatic asked that. Yeah, the only the only way I can I can actually even try to make an argument for that is because the league owned the mm-hmm. team. That was, that was the only reason that they could cancel the deal. But they had let them operate like their own entity. It, it really didn't make no sense. And, right. you know, I, you know I, we can't sit here and relitigate it. It's been too long. Right. And but, by the way, Boogie is not CP3. But, no. uh, but you know, you know and, and Durant was a signing and not a trade. So, um, you know, it, it's a little bit different in either way. But, again, we'll never understand why they were, you know, why that deal didn't go through. And uh, that's the, we're waiting for the tell-all book. So, okay, so you're, you're bringing in Lance here. We now have a lot of combustible, um, you know, uh, personalities in the locker room and Luke Walton is going to have to I'm not sure how he's going to make it through this by the way now but the real elephant in the room then is is because these deals are don't make sense the timing doesn't make sense Lance doesn't make sense um is this LeBron just you know coming right in and just dictating what he wants to have done I don't think so this didn't feel like LeBron moves but then again if it is it sort of falls a little bit in line with with what we've seen from him before right going after veterans uh signing guys that really aren't any good anymore you know like i don't think lebron james if he was a gm would be a very good one if if we're mm-hmm. to believe i really think that he's involved in these moves i think maybe that they're running the bike I don't know. It's hard for me to believe that a, a guy as good as LeBron, who play, has played in the league as long as he has, and is as much a student of the game as he is, would say, you know what? We need to go get Rajon Rondo. Right. And by the way, you did tune out for a half second there, and it must be LeBron screwing around with our internet service because uh, he was not happy with what you were saying. Although you're being very nice because it's easy to just light the guy on fire uh, because, you know, Windhorse was on the, uh, another podcast earlier listening to today, and he went rattled off the list of things that LeBron, like, basically forced the Cavs to do while he was there and deals that they did not want to have done uh, that they sort of had to do because LeBron told them to. Um, and it really kind of hamstrung them. Also, it's interesting is that you know he never would have never signed a long term deal with Cleveland, and then he just turns around the first day, signs a three three year thing for with the Lakers, which I think we talked about yesterday. But it's got to be just a big finger in the eye to the Cavaliers fans now because he left them with a very you know a very bare cupboard. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was it was very personal. I think uh, not not committing to them, not signing the long term deal. Uh, he didn't want to make them comfortable, you know. Uh, it was a, there was a, it was a lot of tentative kind of feelings in that relationship. So, um, yeah, it definitely. I mean, I, Windhorse. I, I I don't know if I listened. Maybe it was on Zach Lowe's podcast today, or or it was on mm-hmm. TV. But he kind of intimated the same thing that he felt the same way. And it definitely, I don't think there's any other way to take it. Right. So anyway, and the bottom line is, I think that is LeBron. I think LeBron is like coming in there. Guess what he does? He comes in and just takes over. We heard. Um, uh, Dan Gilbert say that he's like kind of happy he can have his team back, and they try to like you know sort of distance himself from that sentence. But I really feel like that was a real sentiment, where that he never had control of the team as long as LeBron was there, and that's the deal you make when you bring him in. He will win all these games for you. He'll get you the finals and maybe win a, t- a title uh, in there as well. But you know it's definitely a um, a bulldozer coming in there, and that's going to be an interesting thing because you have you know Rob Palenka is a is a very new GM with not a lot of experience. 
Luke Walden is still a kind of a new coach, right? Who hasn't really had a lot of pressure on him to, to win yet. So uh, I don't know. I, I'm thinking that there's some issues there that could also be a problem. Um, I, I don't think I was aware. I, I kind of heard about it, whatever, but maybe I was my head was in the sand. LeBron kind of quit in the middle of last year to like sort of force them to finally make some moves. Is that sort of what happened? That I, I kind of, is that really what I happened? Mean, sort of. I mean, it, it, it felt that way, right? Like, I mean, you, you watched the Cavs in January. They were terrible. <sighs> Remind me, but like, what was he doing? Just kind of like not giving any effort into sort of. Oh, there was emotions? no. I mean, yeah, there was no defense. There was, you know, a lot of bad body language. We, I mean, we, we talked about it on the podcast, but. Yeah. Okay. I guess I just blocked it out. So, yeah. Uh, you know, and that's, that's the kind of thing that could happen again the way that with this team, right? Like, that's the thing is this team, you know, people are trying to say, well, LeBron wants a lifestyle change. His family likes it in LA. He's maybe not winning, isn't the, mo- the biggest priority, but come on. You can't tell me come January 10th, if they're like sub 500 or whatever, like that's going to be okay with him. I see. This is, this is kind of the crux of the entire thing. If he's okay, are we okay? You know, if he's okay with this team, that's going to, I don't know, they're going to win like 45, 46, 47 games. They might be a, you know, a six seed or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, what happens then? You know, is he okay with it? I don't know. Now they also could tonight, after we do this emergency <laughs> podcast, could just trade for Kawhi Leonard, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's a game changer. Now, with that being said, I still don't think it puts him in the in the Warriors like conversation yet. No, I, I just you know I think that they're they're a guy short. Um, well, we got we also have to find better. out what they what they're going to give up for Kawhi because that could also just be to spite your face, you're going to cut off your nose and, and give away the, what, what the things they need. Like for instance, they needed Randall coming off the bench with a team like you know LeBron and Kawhi out there, whatever. And you know he's gone now, and they wouldn't be able to afford him anyway. It sounds like so. You know that's the problem. It's like great. And I know people were arguing with me that if you had you know I, I think I had some doubts about um, in one of my videos about. Uh, whatever the mixture was, but it was like, great. If that five played all 48 minutes and never got tired, then right. sure, they'd beat the Warriors. <laughs> but that's the issue is that you, you, don't, you don't have enough depth. They need shooting. And I mean, shooting. that's number one. You look at the team that they've got right now, and you know, I said this earlier, that's a brick factory. KCP right now is the only guy that is going to be able to shoot. You know, Lonzo, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Ingram, maybe. Right. Ingram, I would say maybe, but man, he, do, he doesn't even take any of them. That's the thing. It's weird for him. I can't quite wrap my head around. Right. But, you know, that could change. Less than two threes a game last year. Yeah. He wouldn't have the ball in his hands. I mean, Kuzma's the only guy that I, that I think kind of has the, uh, the, I don't know, I think Kuzma would work fine with LeBron. I think, like, Kuzma's kind of, like, confident enough to be able to play with LeBron. And, and you know, will he be able to score? In the way that he that he scores, no, he'd have to change his game. But um, you never know. Uh, but again, uh, what I've been hearing, all right. Now this is you know sources say, but what I've been hearing is the Spurs are asking a ton, like more than Kuzma, uh, or not not more than Ingram and Kuzma me. first. Ingram Ingram Kuzma Hart, a couple of picks. Yikes! And that's a lot. And then the Lakers don't want to give them anything. And so, you know, you got to think maybe the Lakers, after the Boogie signing, you know, they missed out on Boogie uh, more more so than the Warriors signing him, but more so that they didn't get him. Uh, maybe they're thinking about upping the offer. I, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Will they give up that much for Kawhi? 
I, I don't know. I doubt it. Right. Well, I don't they, think they have to. They can wait. Right. They can make a midseason trade as well. Like you know, Kawhi could refuse to play. Like that kind of came out. Right. I don't. Did we talk about this? Where like like Kawhi might just sit out. Uh, he's he's that angry with, with, at the Spurs. And that, is he going to sit out? Is he going to sit out and not get paid? Um. It, wait. But that wouldn't. Is yeah. that what happens yeah. if he sits out? Yeah. yeah. The, the the Spurs would file a grievance with the league, and he would be suspended without pay. Ah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's a rig- I mean, I can't believe they want to go through that mess. So maybe they would then want to trade him and maybe they, they knock out one of those players and they do the deal. I mean, I would probably do it. I mean, two firsts is a lot. I mean, and then you, you have to imagine maybe like they both are unprotected or maybe one's protected, one's oh, not. They would, they would have to be unprotected. I, I didn't even, isn't it like a rule you're not allowed to trade a first round that's not protected anymore? <laughs> yeah. It's getting there. Nobody wants to, but but the truth is, like, it would have to be unprotected, and and those picks aren't going to be worth that much. They're going to be somewhere in the twenties, so they're they're not even going to be that valuable. You'd have to kick it down the road so far that it might be too far. And, and you know, I, this could be Popovich's last year as a coach, last couple years. He's not going to want to rebuild. I, I believe that the this, the franchise probably feels like they owe it to him. Let's try to be competitive. So it's not like they're going to blow it up and tank and try to get into the lottery themselves. So, you know, they're going to want some good assets. And, you know, I just don't know if they're going to work it out. Now, you brought up Philly earlier. If Philly's starting to feel a little left out on this, they could make a great offer and, and be aggressive. And Brett Brown and Kawhi Leonard, they have a relationship. You know, maybe he, he convinces the, the ownership group there, hey, I can sell Kawhi on sticking around. And it would be a great fit. Oh man, it would be an amazing fit. Yeah. Um, so you know, maybe maybe that's where they go. I, I was trying to work out a uh, a trade with the Miami Heat. I, I don't think that was a great one. I don't I don't know if they're going to keep Kawhi around. But anyway, it, the Lakers could miss out on Kawhi, right? Like, let's just throw it out there. They missed out on Paul George all year, <laughs> me included. Oh, Paul George is definitely going there. Don't worry, no big deal. You don't want to pull a Knicks with Melo. And give up picks or picks and assets right. while you're not good. You don't want to give those up when you can just get them next summer. Right. Well, guess what? Now, I don't know. Kind yeah. of a different, kind of a different story. Now I know Kawhi's a different dude. So right. You know. But it, it does. It speaks volumes that Paul George did not go to the Lakers. It really does, and uh, I'm fascinated by that. But then again, it also speaks volumes that he stayed and played with Russ. So for both of those reasons, don't compute in my mind. But certainly, there's something there, uh, and what we'll what we'll see how that goes. Maybe maybe Russ and Paul George are going to make a run for the Lakers after LeBron's gone or something. But <laughs> let's let's do a rundown. Yeah, they're both LA guys, right? Well, let's go. Let's do a quick rundown of some questions we have in the in the thing as we wrap up the show. So uh, let's see. Sure. Q asks, why do the Warriors need to add DeMarcus? I don't know if you answered it, but, and then they never. So they needed to add him. I don't think they needed to. I think they had the opportunity, and like, why not, right? Yeah. That, I that's mean, all that's, it is. Yeah, that's all it is. You know, and by the way, you know, they're probably afraid that there are teams like Houston or the Lakers. Someone's going to try and do another super team, so they need to, you know, you always got to keep evolving and growing. So, yeah, you don't want to rest on your laurels in the NBA. Yeah. Right? Like, right. You, yes. you got to always look to get better. Yellow Monkey asks, any chance Boogie never even steps on the court? I, I think he will definitely step on the court, right? That's not even an issue, right? Well, I think there's a chance. Anytime you have a guy coming back from an injury like this, there's always a chance. But from everything we've seen and heard, I think he's he's going to be back and he's going to be fine-ish, right? Like, right. we'll see how he is. But he's going to be back and healthy. Now, whether that means 100% Boogie Cousin. Uh, He's going to be successful anywhere, though. 
Golden State's a great place. He's gonna, you know, they're going to kind of cater to to his strengths, and and he he could even wind up looking better in Golden State coming back from an Achilles injury than he has at any point in his career, right? right. Because he's going to have easy looks, right? But also because in theory he would have rehabbed more harder than he ever had for anything else and gotten his body in a better shape than it ever had been, which is sort of what we've seen with the ACL tear. So yes, uh, possibly. Uh, let's see. Clark Coey asks: Lakers just going to punt this year and sign Kawhi next summer instead of trading Ingram and Kuz? Again, I cannot see how LeBron would allow them to do that, and that's no. why, right? So it's not going to happen. If you're if you're the Lakers, are you going to punt on what you know? Like, listen, Father Time's undefeated. LeBron James is 33 years old. He'll be 34 during next season. He'll he'll turn 34. You just don't give up prime years of Hall of Fame players for nothing. You don't just say, "Ah, oh, we'll just go get them next year." And this could could very well be like, what if it's LeBron's last? year as the best player in the league which is it's it's possible it's actually it's even probable that it's his last season at this sort of level we expect we we've just forgotten that guys get old because lebron hasn't yet but he's got over fifty four thousand minutes i mean you know this is going to be year 16 it's unprecedented what he's doing the level that he's playing at so the idea that he's just going to do this forever at the in this way is we just need to get that out of our heads right now. I mean, at some point he's going to slow down. It's just how it works. And the hope is that it's no time soon, you know, but it could be, what if it's next season? You know, what if it's the season after? And then you've, you said, okay, well, he's great this next year. We hope he's great the following year. And it just shouldn't work that way. If your goal is to win a championship with LeBron James, you need to go ahead and go get Kawhi and you need to try to get these guys around him. And, you know, this has been my whole thing all along. A bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. All right. I don't know who the bush is, but we'll, well, that's a good, a good phrase. All right. Uh, we'll hear a question from uh, Schneids97. Have we ever seen five All-Stars on the same team? And I quickly looked it up, and I know we've had four uh, the same year. Now, you can have an All-Star from five years ago and joining whatever, and that. that I still don't think we've ever had five, but do you have any? Well, I mean, Iguodala was an All-Star at some point, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think he was. So there's your answer. Yeah. So the teams have had it, I'm sure. Maybe like fading star who was an all star. Remember, right. like Drew so, Holiday is an all star, right? Like, like right. some of those guys sometimes get in and you know once or something. So, anyhow. So, but again, I don't think we've ever had like maybe five all stars in their prime. And again, is Boogie now in his prime or not? We don't know. Um, but we'll have to find out. But you know, interesting. Uh, and certainly, I, I tell you, it will be fun uh, to at least people who are not so completely opposed to what the Warriors are doing. It will be fun to watch Boogie out there and let them you know do their high post action with him uh why hasn't lebron done a sign and trade for kendrick perkins asks and hp uh yeah seriously i mean that's like the next move he's gonna make right probably not no um let's see here any other good questions you see anything in there while we're scrolling down quickly uh, thoughts on tyreek to indy colt rant fan ryan asks that's fine that's fine I mean, yeah. they they could they could use a scorer coming off the bench. Yeah, I like Indy. I think that they're they're got something there. But you know, yeah, can Tyreek just play the the role of Lance? Yeah, and maybe a little bit better. I don't know. Maybe yeah, be better. I think he could probably give him like eighteen a game. You right. know? Yeah. Uh, now here's what's funny is I just got a, a link here to something and I clicked on it. Oh, it doesn't even show me. Let's see, can I do that? Uh, there's a Wikipedia to the seventy five seventy six season. I'm assuming it's about like maybe the uh, how many um, all stars on one team. But it, there's no links. It's not active. So, nonetheless, 
Uh, well, Dave, I think it's a great, uh, a great, great uh, show here. Another, another good emergency pod on another emergency subject. Uh, we covered everything I think we need to do until, I guess, tomorrow, right? I was going to say, we'll be back tomorrow once Kawhi gets traded. <laughs> yes, we will. Right. And my hands are full. I hope I can get all these things done before I go to Summer League on Sunday, where I, I will join you in hanging out and watching some talent. Yeah. Hey, speaking of which, Summer League games started tonight in, in Utah and California. Jaron Jackson Jr. looks awesome. Yeah. He looks fantastic. He's hitting tons of threes, shooting tons of threes. It's it's great. So yeah. Although that, that form, man, it makes me. Yeah, it's weird, but it's going in. So yeah, and it's good yeah. rhythm. So I can't argue with it. It is. Yeah. So I'm just glad that basketball is back. I've missed it. It's been a long month. Yeah, Trey Young, not so much, by the way. Eh, it'll be all right. Right, but he was competing. That's what I liked. He didn't hang his head. He didn't like shy away. He was, was aggressive. Passing. Yeah, his and he passing was passing. Was awesome. Yeah. So it's just a matter of time for him to get adjusted to that and the spacing, and he'll, and he'll, I'm sure, start knocking out some shots. So, well, listen, thank you, everyone, for coming here. Yeah. It's a great show, and uh, we will be back as soon as we have to for another one, and we'll be here you know, all summer. So uh, don't go anywhere. If you see us at Summer League, feel free to grab us and say hi. We'd love to say, always interact yeah. with everybody. Definitely say hi. Yeah, and uh, don't forget, sports fans, at B-Ball Breakdown, we're not a channel, we're a conversation. You in? Are you in, Dave? Yes, I am.